0: Let's go! Dermot and Dave. I announced uh, some crazy plans a few weeks back to climb Kilimanjaro, taking 20 enthusiastic meditators up the world's tallest freestanding mountain in January. And I'm looking for some advice. No better man to go to than our next guest because I'm joined this morning by someone who actually did Kilimanjaro, but he did it with a washing machine tied to his back. (laughs) (laughs) He's here to give me some tips. And the Doherty, I'm assuming it's ditch the washing machine. is probably your first tip, is it?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I'd recommend it to everyone. Uh, <laughs> epic adventure, um, epic reason for doing it. Um, I was carrying a washing machine because this week in Ireland, eight people lose their lives to suicide. Mm. And my mental health message was to watch out for someone who's carrying a hidden load. And, you know, in my own past, I struggled with alcoholism and depression and I was the guy, if I was in your office, you would love mm. me. You know, I'm smiling in first, last out, fix every problem, beautiful wife, gorgeous car, successful kids. I had everything, Dermot. Mm. But I didn't have happiness. And that lack of happiness almost cost my life. So when I got sober and when I got uh, happy, I decided I was going to make other people happy and and have a positive mental health message. So my message was share the load, ask for help. If you're listening to this this morning and if you're under pressure, um, don't carry that heavy load. Put it down, ask for help and it will save your life, literally. So um, as my wife calls it, midlife crisis part one, Mm. um, the warm up was I ran from Belfast to Waterford. I did nine marathons in eight days carrying a washing machine uh which didn't work didn't work out well <laughs> Um, They're pretty heavy. Last time I tried to, you know, yeah, move my washing there's machine. There's a, there's a coffee coffee um, mm. mug on your desk there. That's not heavy. You wouldn't consider that heavy, right? No. But if you pick it up and hold that load, extend your arm, hold that for five minutes, that coffee cup is going to kill you, right? So my message was, it's not the problem you're holding, mm. it's, the, it's the duration of it. You know, and different problems weigh different things to different people. So, yeah, on that walk, I um, hope people aren't having their breakfast. Um, I lost all of my toenails. I lost the fat pads on my feet. Um, I had what can only be described as combustible diarrhea. It glowed in the dark. Uh, it was pretty rough. Uh, and we, then it got really hard because I broke my two feet. Oh, my God. Yeah. How, how did you do that? Um, well, I was carrying about 40 kilos and I weigh 110 kilos. So mm. every time I hit the ground was 150 kilos. And that was 30 miles every day. So, you know, it broke so the, my body. But, the, but the, you know, the, the thing is, the choice I had on day one, the choice you and your team yeah. will have in Killy on day one is take the first step. And when things get really hard and you're broken and you want to stop in life or on Killy, Mm. it's just that one more step, you know. Um, What do the locals think when
0: you, you know, because obviously you're working with locals, they're guiding you up. A lot of them are are going with you and and doing various jobs for you and uh, on the trek. What do they think
1: when you (laughs) strap this thing to your back? Do You know, I I I wish there was camera. If anyone's looking at this on YouTube or wherever, the face literally was... Shock, like it was like you know, they'd heard the Irish, We're great, we are great crack, and um, you know, we're different, and we use language like a weapon, and we sing a lot, and we eat too much, and we drink too much, and we care too much, you know, we're we are different, and the Africans know that, you know. Mm. But when this Irish guy gets off the bus with a washing machine strapped to their back, they were literally like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, uh, it was amazing. You know, on the first day... He's really worried about clean clothes. <laughs> uh, well, I've had the normal ones I get, right? Are you out for a long spin or a short spin? Are you money laundering? Uh, I get that the whole time. Um, I, I work as a motivational speaker with teams and businesses all over the country. And, like, at the end of every single session, people come mm. up and they go you know, if, particularly if my wife's there, they go, well, he's well able to carry it, but is he able to use it? And she, <laughs> she just goes, no, no. But, um, you weren't I'm, always a motivational speaker, though, obviously. Were you a teacher yeah. you, in your old life? Yeah, so I, 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 I entered secondary school in 1980 and, and only recently left it. And uh, so yeah. podcasting, radio, public speaking, uh, you know, I've, I suppose I've been speaking six hours a day for my whole adult life. But mm. um, Was it challenging to make that transition, to take that leap into a, a new career? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, you know, and it's, it's, you know, the average person listening to your show today and the people travelling with you, you know, I, I would love them to write a number on their arm and the number is 28,000. And 28,000 is the average number of days that you mm. or I live in Ireland. That's the average you get, right? So sitting on the couch, eating pizza you know, for three days solid. It's great now and again, but it's not living, you know. Mm. Like, going to Kilimanjaro is living, you know. We came out of the hotel on the first morning and I, as I was walking towards the bus, I had something hit me on the back of the head. And I, it was, you know, when one of your friends hits you, but it's just on the margin of too much pain. Oh, yeah. I was about to turn around and say, listen, don't do that, you know. And I turned around, and there was two monkeys sitting on the roof of the hotel and they were throwing sticks at me, you know. <laughs> and I was standing with a washing machine on my back and they're throwing these sticks at me, you know. Um, within the first two days, I got really bad altitude sickness, and um, like I can bench 120 kilos, I can mm. deadlift 175. I struggled to lift a slice of toast off the plate. That's how bad altitude sickness was. I got sick all over my wife. I'm lying on the ground. There's a vulture on a rock watching me. I'm lying with a washing machine. And I'm thinking this is this is not going well, you know. And one of one of the guides, one of the fantastic Africans, walked past and he said, "Akuna matata." And I was this close to tell him where he could stick his li- <laughs> he could stick his Lion King. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't because. Akuna Matata is Swahili, and Mm. the people in Tanzania speak Swahili. And if you've watched The Lion King, I was totally unaware, all the expressions, all the animals, that they're Swahili Mm. expressions. And Akuna Matata was, you'll be grand, keep going. You know, which is a great metaphor for life, you know? Yeah. But I'm so jealous. Now, I'm not saying I'm going with you, but your crew and you are going to have the most epic adventure.
0: Yeah, you you weren't really selling it to me there. (laughs) And, uh, you know, in terms of the lying on the ground and the altitude sickness. I mean, uh, like... uh, did they say the quicker you go up, the more prone you w- could be to altitude sickness? I think it's more
1: complicated because some mm. of the some of the, the, the helpers and the Africans who were going up and down had gone up 15, 20 times a year. Yeah. And on number 17, all of a sudden they get altitude sickness.
0: And isn't it interesting you hear a lot that smokers actually don't seem to suffer altitude sickness as much as other people? <laughs> or is that an urban legend? No,
1: this is this is not myth. This is fact. Some of the... Mm. Good morning to all of the Killy crew who are listening, but some of the unfit people who came with us walked up that mountain like they were going to the pub because yeah. they were already used to their lung capacity not operating at full. Whereas someone like me who had trained like a madman was super strong, super fit. Yeah, I, you've, you've done uh, Ironman and everything. Yeah, I'd done Ironman twice. I was in real trouble. It was real physically hard, you know. But like the And what posi- are the symptoms of altitude sickness? Um, well, for me, your oxygen saturation level drops. You feel dizzy. Mm. You feel weak. Like it's like I, you know, the way we're we're talking now in our head, our posture, our chin is up. Mm. I couldn't actually maintain, keep my head up. It was just, it's just like it's like ten times the worst flu you ever had, wiped, completely wiped. But you have to be aware of it because it, it can be fatal, you know. And the mountain with the night we climbed, we had in the group behind us, not with our group. There was a lady lost her life on the mountain that night because the altitude sickness got there. Wow! And she kept going, and and, and it paid an awful price. It's 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 scary stuff. What's the uh, weather like up there? <laughs> Well that's the mad thing You start off at uh, You start off at 30 degrees 100% humidity In the jungle uh, Sweating like You know Joe Dolan used to In concert And uh, by summit night Right um, I had Full Long John's T-shirt Sweatshirt Zip up fleece um, Waterproof coat Expensive coat Over that Two hats, two gloves, two socks, heavy mountaineering boots. It's like a I, mobile home holiday in Ireland. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I put my water bottle inside my coat, right? Yeah. And I put some um, wine gums. I opened my coat about 20 minutes later, half an hour to have a drink of water. It was a block of ice. If you, if you stare at someone long enough, you can start to feel your eyeballs freeze. Wow. Right. but <laughs> <laughs> Paul's how Dermot, do I get out of Dermot, this I, no, don't I tell you something the first thing I do when I leave studio this morning is I'll call the people who were with me five years ago on that mountain mm. we have become family literally um, it was just joyous I mean do you know on, on morning two or three the Africans saw we were getting tired so their response is sing I'm in my tent I'm crawling out I'm dying mm. you know I've had porridge with five Snickers bars in it and four paracetamol you know like you do and uh they just start singing and dancing with the joy of being alive and the joy of being on that mountain do not dance with them fatal error uh, Denise if you're listening Denise one of my best friends she started dancing one morning got carried away with the rhythm and I'm in Africa yeah. she nearly didn't finish that day because she used oxygen and energy levels they did, she didn't have the, again there's so many life metaphors do you know the Africans constantly would say Puli Puli or poly poly, which is slowly slowly so when you are feeling great, mm. you know, and you have no blisters, and you're not tired, and you're thinking, bloody hell, this is fantastic, and you look around, that's when you go half the pace again. Keep slowing, keep pulling yeah. back, because uh, when you do blow up, it's not, you know you do the 5k in, in the Phoenix Park and you want to go home? You can't go home. You're on top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, uh, have you looked up the Barranco Wall? I haven't. Google the Branco Wall. OK. most of it, I'm worried. No, but well, it's the only bit... Metaphysical wall, is it? Yeah, uh, no, it's a sheer cliff face <laughs> yeah. and you're roped in. But for most of the climb, it's no steeper than Glendalock or mm. Sleave on. It's just a gravel path and you're walking uphill. What's next for you, Ender? What are you going to do? Um. you've written two books... Written two books, um, travelling the country, telling my story, talking about resilience and mental health. Um, good morning, if my dad's listening to this, and good morning to my brother-in-law, Paul, who told me about your adventure and, and got me to, to reach out to you guys. My dad goes, he's, he goes let, me, let me get this right. He said, you tell people stories and they pay you money. And I'm going, yes, dad. And he goes, How, how's that even a thing? He just can't. He's 84. He can't get his head around that. Well, you're a good What's, company in here. Yeah. Um, did I hear about the Great Wall of China? Yeah, so what I'd love to do is I would love to do 100 miles on the Great Wall of China and I'd love to do it in a part of China where they've never seen Europeans and I'd love to learn Mandarin and a rock up. Mm. Can you imagine getting off the plane and, you know, talking to people? The crack, like, the adventure that, that you and your team are going on, it's phenomenal. Like, the memories you will have, oh my God. Like, I mean, you know, I, I, one of the guides was with me, Emmanuel. He was super positive, super happy, and one mm. day he got grumpy with me. And I said, "Man, well, like for four days you've been Mr. Happy. Are you okay?" I thought I'd said something to offend and put my big foot in it, you know. And he goes, uh, "He said from now on there isn't enough air for a helicopter." He said, "We can't make mistakes." And the whole lot of us went, "Mother of God!" Like it was like being on a movie set, you know, because you you were up at a point and, like, I could tell you one million stories. You know, I I remember walking one day and one of my friends pointed downwards and I looked down. I thought, "Is he pointing at a rock or is it a snake or insect or something?" He was pointing at a plane. An airplane pointing down. Yeah, because <laughs> we were at that sort of elevation. On on the good news, don't worry about snakes, rats, spiders. Um, after your first day, nothing is living at the altitude. You won't you won't see a living <laughs> thing. Not a goat. Not the only that's, thing you'll see. Are that's Irish. mildly
0: reassuring, Andrew.
1: Thank you. <laughs> well, Look, good. I'm
0: I'm terrified and excited in equal measures. Uh, but thank you for sharing your story with everybody, and thank you for doing what you do and highlighting. Uh, you know the. Uh, I guess the loads that carry that people carry around every day, and hopefully give them the the energy and uh, an impetus to maybe share that load. Enda uh, O'Doherty. is the website if you want to catch up on all the stuff Enda's doing. Thanks for dropping into us. Thank you so much.
1: Dermot and Dave weekdays from 9am.